Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. Cynthia Kane is here. She's the CEO and founder of Kane Intentional Communication Institution. Wow, that's kind of a mouthful. It really is. You have to be very intentional when you intentional. There you go. When you communicate international, so way to go, you. Well, I almost (laughs) did, and then I caught myself because I was like, "Wait, that's not what this is." I know what this is. Um, You're also the author of three books: How to Communicate Like a Buddhist, Talk to Yourself Like a Buddhist, and Meditate. Meditate, how to meditate like a Buddhist. Are you a Buddhist? I practice Buddhism. Yes. You do. Yeah. I have not, I should say, I have not taken vows. Okay. I, I practice it as a philosophy of living. Amazing. I actually really resonate with a lot of the Buddhist um, principles or stories. And I just find so much of it to be based on slowing down, getting in touch with yourself. Um, communicating kindly, like kindness and all of those practices. And so I'm like, yeah, that's a great thing to take away, which is sort of what, you know, in line with a lot of what we want to talk about today. Um, I told you that our theme this month is overcoming fear. I don't think communication was one that I initially thought of that fell under the umbrella of overcoming fear topic. The more I thought about it, I'm thinking about reactions or shutting down. And in my communications with other people, whether it be romantic relationships, friendships, work, whatever it is, a lot of time there is this underlying fear that's actually leading the bus. So is that anything like, do you find that in your work with people in developing better communication skills? Yeah, 100%. So fear is at the root. I mean, fear is at the root of most everything I believe, right? Yeah, I when it too. comes to communication, it's the same in the sense that often we have we have difficult conversations that we want to have. We have things we want to ask for, things we want to express. And yet the fear of what the other person's reaction will be mm-hmm. oftentimes holds us back from having the conversations that we want to be having. Um, fear plays a really big role in 
how we interact just generally, right? So when you think about um, going into your default patterns of communicating, which are, you know, getting passive aggressive, lashing out, maybe shutting down, walking away, getting louder, getting dismissive, right? We all have our own little recipe. Mm-hmm. Um, and the it's the fear that pushes us in that direction, right? Because we feel attacked in some way or threatened in some way. And so our defense mechanisms come up and we want to prevent the threat. And so that's why we react in the ways that we do. So fear is really at the the heart of the cycle of really dissatisfaction. Yeah. It's so interesting because it feels like if we had different skill sets, which is, I think, the purpose of your work, um, we would be able to not sabotage the way we do with our fear. Because it feels like when you let the fear drive the bus, you end up creating the scenario that you're actually so scared of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whether it's shutting down or you like scream at someone because you're defensive, whatever it is, it's like, oh, but that's actually probably what you were scared of happening and you're making it happen right now. Yeah. And that's exactly what we have a tendency to fall into. Right. Um, Yeah. We, and it's the same with a lot of the reasons we don't connect in the ways we want to is because we talk to ourselves in a way that promotes more fear or promotes more doubt and more worry. And that then just leads us to living out those doubts and those worries and creating those scenarios. Yeah. It's fascinating, but yeah. 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 It's so crazy. Well, so how did you get into this kind of work? Because I mean, I think like actually teaching people how to communicate is such an interesting career choice. And so I'm curious about your story. And I know there was um, a relationship, in fact, a loss of a relationship that kind of triggered this journey for you. So tell us about that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because fear is the topic, right? And I think that um, one of my biggest fears that I used to have was losing someone who knew me the most in the world, right? Or like who knew me the best in the world. Um, I would always fear losing like my grandmother or people who were super close to me. Death was something that um, I had a really big fear of. And my, so my first love and I had been together about seven and a half years. And we were kind of at that point where it's either you like get married and go forward or you decide, okay, I need to grow on my own and figure out myself. And then let's come back together. And we were in the camp of, we had grown really well together, but now it was like, we had to separate, Mm -hmm. um, really believing that the universe would bring us back together. And four years later, it did bring us back together. We were both in New York at the same time. And it was awesome because we got to re-meet each other and like go through all the things that weren't great about our relationship, which a lot had to do with communication. Cause I really, before I was very passive aggressive, very judgmental, I really thought it was other people's responsibility to read my mind and know what I wanted and needed when I had no idea how to express really what it was that I wanted and needed to begin with. Um, and I was very reactionary. So everything for me was like the worst possible scenario Yeah. or it was like the best possible scenario, but there was no 
there was like no in between. Um, and so a lot of what we ended up talking about was, you know, ways that we could come back together again and give it another shot and try again. And then four months later, he passed away unexpectedly. He was a river guide. He was from Costa Rica and he was going down the river in a kayak and he got caught in a swell and he drowned. And my whole, like my whole world in that moment, just, I mean, it was empty. Mm. It, it felt um, like my worst fear had really come true. And um, I didn't, think it was possible that like the world was existing and continuing on because I was in such a state of emptiness um, and heartache and sadness and anxiety and um, going through all of the emotion. And I really realized that I could potentially just die along with him if I didn't figure this out, like how, how to feel better. And everyone tried and everybody was so loving and caring, but it, nothing helped. Right. But that's all. I, I just wanted somebody to come and be like, this yeah, is what you course. do and right. you're going to feel better. Yeah. And Map it out for you. Yeah. I wanted, wanted someone else to do it, but that, that really was kind of my MO up until that point. Right. And so then I realized, okay, I was going to have to try to figure this out. And that's when you know, I read a lot of books. I went on retreats. I um, did seminars. I did workshops. I did coaching. I did all like all the things. And what I was finding was this piece about communication was there, but nobody, nobody like had the thing that I was looking for. It was like, I was learning all these really amazing bits of like how to take care of myself and how to, you know, nurture myself and how to form, you know, maybe deeper relationships, but so much of it was down to communication. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was really missing. And a friend of mine uh, recommended a writing and meditation workshop at the Shambhala Institute when I lived in New York. And I didn't know much about why well, I never meditated before. And I didn't really know a lot about Buddhism either. And I went and it changed my life because basically that was where I was able to just let myself be with all the emotion. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to meditate. Um, and I never allowed myself to do that before. Just let myself be in all the anxiety and the fear and the sadness and like then all the beauty that I was also seeing in the world. And it was like this very strange time. And um, that's then where I learned the elements of right speech. And I was like, this is it. Like I can do this. Like I can find my way out of suffering. If I can just change the way that I communicate, if I can be honest, if I can, you know, use helpful language, if I can not gossip and not exaggerate. And it all sounded amazing to me, but then I woke up and was like, I have no idea how to do this. Like mm -hmm. how, like, how do I actually speak in a kind, honest, and helpful way? And how do I know what's necessary? And, um, and that's where this whole practice really began with myself and starting to talk to myself differently. And then once I started doing that, it opened up into changing the way that I was connecting with others. And that changed the way that I connected with the world. And I started writing about it. And then it started working for other people. And then I started teaching about it. And it started changing the way that other people were engaging in their lives. And that's really like, that's really how it all came to be. It's kind of odd way to get here. But 
you know, without this practice or without really learning how to listen to myself and listen to others and use silence and speak consciously, clearly and concisely. And, you know, meditation as truly the, like the glue that, you know, keeps it all going. Um, I wouldn't have found another relationship. I don't believe like I wouldn't be mm-hmm. in a great relationship now. And I wouldn't have the relationship I have with my kids that I have now or like with my family and everything has changed because of this practice for me. Yeah. And then I get to see it, it change the lives of others too. So it's really phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you said, you you said something like, um, it's kind of an odd way to get to that, but I actually don't think so because um, we talk about this a lot on the podcast about the, that pain is, you know, the biggest contributor to, to our changing. And so like in my life, I've never actually had a deep dive or looked to actually learn new things or, you know, learn new tools, make new practices in my life without something extremely painful. So right. it's like, yeah. unfortunately, it's like we have to be rocked in that capacity yeah. to then say, okay, and what next? Like what is not working for me and how do I do it differently? Yeah, that's so true. And I think that, I mean, when I look at it now, what's amazing to me is um, everything really grew out of what I was experimenting with on my own and what Mm -hmm. was changing the way that I was interacting with myself and others. And the demand for it is what made it grow, right? So like, Mm. then there became courses, then there became a training program, then there became an advanced training, then there became an instructor training program. And so, but all of it came through this, um, this way where I get to keep Mao, his name is Mao. I get to keep him alive also through all of this. And to me that that's just like such a blessing, you know, that out oh, of, something, yeah. um, out of something so terrible, come something really beautiful, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. Well, you touched on the meditation piece, which I wanted to talk to you about because when I think of meditating, I think of it, you know, as very much, maybe I'm communicating with myself or my higher power, but I don't think about it in a a way that would help me to communicate with others. And so I wanted you to kind of break down how you find meditation to be really helpful in how we're communicating. So meditation... I really believe the way you are in meditation is the way you are in communication. Mm -hmm. So in meditation, you know, you're there and you have all these thoughts that are just there going by and really what they are, are their distraction, right? So they're taking you out of the present moment and then you get caught in one. You're like, Oh, thanks so much for sharing. I'm just going to come back now. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing in, interaction and communication, you're having a conversation, you get distracted. You think about what the other person's going to say, what maybe you should be saying. You're thinking about the list of things that you have to do, what you have to pick up at the grocery store, all the things that distract Mm -hmm. you. And then you just get the moment where you get to be like, oh, hey, I'm distracted. Thanks so much. Let me come back to the person that I'm with, the person that I'm talking to. Let me ask myself, how can I be helpful in this moment? What are my feet doing? What are my hands doing? what's my breath doing, right? Yeah. So meditation, what it really helps us 
to do. It helps us to focus on one thing at a time. It helps us become more responsive instead of reactive. And it helps us access the present moment. And so that all is super helpful when you're in conversation because you want to be able to access the present moment. You want to be able to take that pause that everybody talks about and be able to mm-hmm. have that silence, right? To work with the emotion that may be coming up where you can kind of move it to the side, access yourself and then have a conversation. And right. then you also want to be able to focus on one thing at a time. So the formal practice of meditation helps in that regard, right? And it's also that moment, right, where we get caught up. And, you know, when I first started meditating, it was like, Ugh, Cynthia, just like, come back. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, stop doing it. And the voice was like, really mean. It was like, hey, girl, like, get back, you know. But over time, that voice has gotten much softer. And it's like, hey, it's cool. Thanks so much. Let's just come back. And that voice is so important because that's the voice when you're in those difficult interactions, those difficult moments that is like yelling at you. And Mm -hmm. instead, we want that voice to come in and be like, it's okay. We've got this. We're okay. Like you're Mm -hmm. feeling really stupid right now. You're feeling miserable right now. You're feeling misunderstood. We're okay. You've got it. Let's begin again. Right. And so it's also, it's also that piece. You're learning how to cultivate a sense of self-compassion. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It was so interesting because when I was reading about you, um, there was a lot of talk about the way we talk to ourselves. So like, obviously most of your work is around, or the outer layer would look like we're, you know, building communication skills for relationships. But that piece that we miss so often is like, how are we communicating with ourselves? And I know for me, that was a huge thing that I've like, really bumped up against in this last year because I kept drawing in these relationships where I wasn't being treated very well or spoken to very kindly. And then it dawned on me, like I was doing a lot of mirroring work and like, why am I bringing in these kind of partners? And I don't remember if it was my therapist, my astrologist, you know, I have all the people, whatever, (laughs) like who it was that pointed this out to me, but they're like, you realize X, Y, and Z is talking to you exactly the way that you're talking to yourself. Like, realizing that that voice inside of my head was so critical and harsh. And I mean, it's a daily thing I'm having to really like pay attention to because I don't even notice that it's happening, but I can see now, like when I was reading about your work, it was really clear to me. Oh, the reason it's just like transferring into my life too, is because if I'm talking to myself that way, it's what I'm used to. And so when like, someone else comes in, it's what's familiar to me to be spoken to that way. That is so crazy. Like that realization. So how important is our communication with ourselves to the way that we communicate in the world? I mean, it's a hundred percent of everything. Yeah. The first, like the first step in all this is to start listening to yourself. Okay. Like most people, most people, come to uh, courses and things like that, really wanting like scripts and dialogues. And they're like, yeah. I need to know how to say this. It's like, actually, we don't need scripts. We don't need any of that because the most important thing is for us to start listening to ourselves and seeing, am I talking to myself in a kind, honest and helpful way? Right. Yeah. Starting to pay attention to the sensation in the body with the language that you're using. There's a lot of language that we can use that can make us feel really contracted or stressed or tense. And then there's Mm -hmm. language that we can use when we talk to ourselves that makes us feel more open and abundant, right? Yeah. Depending on how we're communicating with ourselves, it's going to change how you, how you interact, right? Like think about um, if, you know, if I'm telling myself that, my partner thinks that I'm unattractive or that my partner thinks that, um, you know, I'm not great at, I don't know, like I'm not great at getting the kids to dressed and out the door on the right time, yeah. things like that. Right. Then the way that I interact with my partner is going to be pretty negative. It's going to be a little resentful, probably for me, cause I get passive aggressive. I would start getting passive aggressive and I, 
would then be asked the question of what's wrong. And I'd say nothing because I would then hope that he understands why I'm upset. But in that situation, it's understanding I'm talking to myself in a way that's not true, right? I don't know if he thinks I'm attractive or unattractive. I don't know if he thinks that I'm a good mom or not because I've never asked those questions, right? Potentially. Right. And so you have to start going through like, is that true? Is it kind? Is it helpful? And is it necessary? And once you answer those questions, you know whether you are talking to yourself in a way that moves you more in the direction you want to go or talking to yourself in a way that's making you feel less than. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's really, it's the, it's the first piece in everything because first you have to start paying attention to if you're talking to yourself in a way that's helpful or hurtful, then you start paying attention to um, the sensation in the body to understand when you're in an interaction, right? How, what the other person is saying feels to you. Mm-hmm. So that then you understand how to talk to yourself differently. Because if, if you're feeling stupid and you normally are like, I'm, I'm so stupid, I'm a failure, I can't do this. In that moment, that's where you're going to go. Right. Mm-hmm. But if in that moment you're feeling that and instead you get to come in, you're like, oh, I see you. Like, I see that you are really hurting right now and you're feeling all these things and it's OK. We're OK. What do we want to feel instead? Well, I want to feel smart or I want to feel capable. OK, well, like, what can we do now in this moment to help you feel that way? Mm-hmm. So it, it's just- so crazy to even listen to you phrase those questions to yourself. Like that is a step that we skip, you know, like I just, I've started doing it in in therapy. A lot of times they call it like reparenting yourself or like your inner child or, you know, or things like that. Um, But it's the same thing. It's just like asking myself for the things. And I realize I'm 40 Mm -hmm. and I'm just now learning how to do that. Like that is crazy that we're not taught that. We're not taught. And it's really this is truly the key to being able to express yourself. Yeah. Right? Like that's why you don't end up needing scripts because what you end up seeing is once you start talking to yourself in a different way, mm-hmm. being able to weed out what's true and what's not true, then you get to hear what it is that you have to say. And then, then you can express yourself because then you trust what you hear. Yeah. Right. And then fear is not driving the bus either. Fear is not there anymore because instead fear comes in and you're like, oh, hey, fear. Right. Thanks so much for being here. Like, I totally understand why you've showed up. Yeah. But today we get to go in another direction because you, you're not pushing the fear away anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not saying like it's bad. You're bringing it in and you're giving it a hug because it's a part of you. So you're like, mm-hmm. hey, come on board. We've got this. We're okay. I'm going to show you how. Okay. And then because of that, you're able to move through. Yeah. That makes total sense. Well, I took the quiz on your website about what kind of communicator. I'm a cloudy communicator, apparently. A good place to start. Is it? Okay. Can you talk us through the different kind of communicators that there are? Yeah. So, I mean, cloudy communicators are really in the state of living within their reactivity, mm. right? Um, Trigger word for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's because it's I mean, true. If you, think about, if you think about most of your interactions, um, they 
it's like sometimes it feels like maybe feeling misunderstood. Sometimes it feels confusing. Sometimes it feels like, you know, maybe you're saying one thing, but feeling another sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you maybe get into passive aggressive behavior or you shut down or you just stop talking. Um, and this, this is where I started too. Right. Okay. So most of us are in the cloudy communicator place uh, because we are just going off of what we know. Right. Mm-hmm. And we don't learn how to communicate growing up. We like we learn how to talk, but people think that is communicating and it's not mm-hmm. different. Right. Yeah. So what we end up interacting like is like what we have been around, what we've absorbed growing up, what we've learned from, you know, our teachers, our relationships, our friendships media. Yeah. All of that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we're just kind of going along in the same way that we have been. That's really like cloudy communicating, right? Partly cloudy is that sometimes we're really able to express ourselves and we get our needs met. And then other times it feels like we're going backwards and we're, you know, and we're reacting again, or we're, going over the top. So it's cloudy and partly cloudy is like you're going forward, but then you come back and you're going forward and then you come back. And then when you get to clear, that's really when you are able to be in difficult interactions. And instead of letting your emotions lead you, you're able to like what we were talking about before you're, there's a whole process that goes on inside of you mm-hmm. to be able to, to understand, Oh, I feel the fear. I feel the feeling I'm going to access the present moment now access myself so I can stay here in this discomfort, sit in this discomfort of what is happening and express myself. Yeah. Right. And so that's the clear communicator where you're really able to navigate the emotion and be able to have difficult interactions, right? Or be able to express yourself in a way that you respect. Yeah. So, okay. I like that there's partly cloudy too, because when I actually was reading about the cloudy, I was like, God, is this true for me across the board? Because like, I mean, I'm in a business of communication. I communicate for a living. Like this is a part (laughs) of my job, you know, and I'm told I'm very good at it. And so I'm like, it's, it was confusing to me. And then I thought about it though. And I'm like, no, in certain relationships or situations, I am a clear communicator and everything that I want to say comes very easily out of my mouth. It's very clear. All the things in relationships where the stakes are high though, that is where I can see the cloudiness. Cause I get very scared of losing the relationship. Like if it's, if it threatens my security in any capacity, so that could be friends, that could be work, definitely romance. Um, it, it like inhibits my ability to speak freely about, or to speak clearly Mm -hmm. and like lose. It's like, I lose even like what you're saying about, um, asking yourself the questions. Yeah. I just don't even, that doesn't even dawn on me to do because you are in because of the fear. Yes. Because you are in the state of it's the fight flight freeze. Exactly. Right. In, in that moment. And that's exactly where we go. And so our work in the moment is for us to find ways to soothe ourselves in the moment. Yeah. Right. So that we know that we're okay and that we're safe so that then we can express ourselves. 
and we can feel okay to express ourselves, right? Yeah. So, but I love what you're saying because people will say, well, but I'm really good at communicating at work, but it's like when I'm at home or like when I'm with my family or when I'm with my friends, right? And we all have an area where we feel more confident with our communication. Our work though, is to see, can we, like, can we be as confident in our work communication at home, right? right. And, and the way that I'm connecting with people at work be the same way that I connect with like my partner or my children, mm-hmm. right? Instead of it being, I'm this way here and I'm this way here, can everything be congruent? Right. And so that makes sense. That's, I mean, that's also a part of this work too. And most people are very surprised because. Um, you know, they think it's just like a listening course or a speaking course, but it's not. This is like a holistic um, mind-body thing. Well, and I hear so much about like it would make doing this kind of work seems like it would bring up the pieces that still need to, you know, it's still looking for healing, like certain parts of yourself. Because yeah. if you're communicating with yourself, then you're like, okay, like when I was in that relationship, I really couldn't speak my needs clearly. And like, I expected someone to just guess because I was actually scared to, you know, and we could go on and on about maybe that wasn't the right partner and all those things. But ultimately, like, I'm still stuck with me. So I have to navigate how not to do that again, you know, and um, to me, it just brings up, oh, I still probably have some trauma from some losses in my past that I have not fully resolved. And so I'm so scared to communicate clearly. But on the flip side, if you don't learn how to do that, or you're not communicating with yourself, you do end up letting fear drive the bus and you end up in the reaction stage. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You have to, it is, it is a lot of self-inquiry. Yes. Right. Yeah. And self-inquiry meditation is one of like, there's specific meditations that are really helpful for communication and self-inquiry is a great one because Mm. the, the idea first off is for us to be able to be with ourselves, right? Not push away the emotion and not push away the pain and not push away, um, you know, what we think we need to get over or all that. Instead, we want to sit with it, sit in the discomfort so we can become like friendly with discomfort so we can communicate within discomfort Mm. and at the same time ask ourselves questions that we may not know the answers to the most important part is that we just start asking ourselves the questions so that we start becoming somebody that we listen to yeah yeah I just I do I'm so glad that you're talking about that because as we said earlier it's just not really taught and when I'm I was prepping for this, thinking about like, you know, well, how do we communicate authentically? How do we communicate um, without reacting or responding? And all of it, again, it gets like what people say that's so annoying when you're like, oh, you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. It's sort of like you can't communicate with anyone else until you can com- communicate with yourself. It's true. It's yeah. really true. Because what you end up learning is that so much of the way that you communicate now is not you right? Mm. You end up learning that like the way that you've been talking to yourself has so much to do with other, the way that other people have potentially labeled you or 
things that have happened in your past, right? You know, mm-hmm. you maybe um, failed one test when you were in like sixth grade and suddenly you are now deemed like, I'm just so stupid. I'll never be right. Able, right? Um, and so you start to be able to see, oh, wow, like that's not even mine, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't even mine. So, well, what is mine, right? How do I want to talk to myself? And I think that that's, that's a really important question that it's like, well, how do I want to relate to myself? How do I want to connect with myself? And it's not about faking it, right? It's not about like being positive and being like your best friend. It really is. It's like very objective. It's like today when I wake up, can I be kind to myself in the way that I'm talking to myself? Can I just pay attention to that? And Mm. that's where it starts. Yeah. It keeps pinging in my head that statement stay curious which has like been such a guiding force for me in the last couple months because it's like you detach from anything being good or bad but if you stay curious especially about the way you're talking to yourself it's like oh what's behind that or like oh what where did that even come from and then it's like the sixth grade test like you're talking about it's not the 40 year old person walking around the world and it's just such an interesting dynamic um I was going to talk to you a little bit about how learning how to communicate can reduce stress and anxiety. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, think about all the things that you may be holding on to that you've never talked to, right? Like there have been so many instances um, of people that I've worked with who have things that they've wanted to share and express to people that they have not been able to, right? And all of that stays within the body. Okay. So the moment most people have anxiety, most people have overwhelm, most people have stress because of not talking to something. Mm-hmm. Right. The moment that you talk to it, it all goes away because we hold it all in our body. And so we have to find ways for the stress to release itself, right? I mean, we know that to relieve stress, you can exercise, you can shake, you can dance, you can scream, right? Um, and another big part of it is being able to re- like talk to what the issues are. So the moment that people have difficult conversations or ask for forgiveness or you know um, tell people what's been on their mind, all the stress and anxiety goes away. Yeah, it's so true. It's the same with the, you know, the way that we talk to ourselves about aging, the way that we talk to ourselves about our finances, the way that we talk to ourselves about our relationships, the way that we talk to other people about our relationships, our finances, right? Mm -hmm. All of it can either lead to more stressful thinking, more anxious thoughts, more worry, or it can be helpful. It can be productive. It can be inspiring, right? It can be more, you know, like more cultivating that which feels better. And so at every moment we get this opportunity to choose whether we interact in a way that causes us more stress in the body mm-hmm. or we interact in a way that feels more calm and relaxed. Right? That makes so much sense. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen. And it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I have a friend who is literally physically almost or maybe it's emotionally scared to communicate like she'll call me and say how do I say this to this person or whatever a situation that I'm not involved in and it's like it just doesn't come to her how to say things Mm -hmm. so if anyone's listening and they're just like I find us when I watch her it's like I see her just be crippled almost with the thought of having to say something that I may even view as very simple Mm -hmm. to someone else you know is that common one? And then what would you say to anyone listening who may resonate with that? Yeah. So it's very common. It is. Yeah. It's really common. Um, in the sense that people, people will just shut down. Yeah. Um, and won't talk to like, won't talk to what they need to, but they'll talk to everybody else about it. Mm -hmm. except the person 
that they really need to be talking to. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And one of the things to start with is just even the word soften, right? Like if you're even, if you're in a difficult interaction, even just thinking the word soften, your whole body will kind of just relax, right? If you just say to yourself over and over again, like soften, 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 right? That'll help your body just feel a little more relaxed. Mm -hmm. Then from there, you want to ask yourself, what are my hands doing? What are my feet doing? What's my belly doing? And then you take a deep breath. And then it's really about then seeing if you can look at the other person in that moment as somebody that you respect, somebody that you care for, somebody who you know doesn't want to hurt you, mm-hmm. somebody who is human, right? If you can actually look at the other person and see their humanness, that helps as well, right? Yeah. And being able in the moment to be able to say to yourself, you're scared right now, you're freaking out right now, and it's totally fine. We're okay. We're safe in this moment. We can take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. We can stand here, right? And it's just starting there because you're not going to start talking right away, right? It's just about can I can I help my body in this moment feel safe? Yeah. Right? Can I help it feel relaxed so that I can get to the place where I can actually access myself? Because in that moment, you're in the fight flight, right? So you can't access. So it's our work. How can we soothe ourselves in that moment? So you're taking like the silence. Yeah. You're using the silence. So the other person's talking to you. Where we normally go is I can't believe this other person. I have no idea why they're talking to me in this way. They, 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 like we go outward and blame, right? Our practice in that moment is to be like, oh, okay. I'm totally feeling all this in my body right now. I'm feeling like, oh, there it is. I feel like I want to vomit. Like my heart's beating really fast. This is my cue. This means that I'm about to shut down and not pay attention or I can't talk, right? So I'm going to soften. Can I soften in this moment? Can I ask myself, what are my feet doing? What are my hands doing? Can I take a deep breath? Can I say, oh my gosh, you're freaking out. Everything's fine. We're okay. Can I see this person in front of me as somebody who isn't here to hurt me, right? Mm -hmm. And then that's like, that's the beginning stages. Okay. That's a really good one too. Like I was thinking sometimes or in past relationships, I, I don't have necessarily the shutdown issue. I get mad. And so I'm a fighter. Um, it's the Cajun in me, I think, but (laughs) I'm working on it (laughs) anyway. I just, that pause, I mean, that would be a very interesting practice for me to say when someone's saying something to me that I don't like, instead of telling them why I don't like those things in such an aggressive manner, the getting calm and like asking myself what it's bringing up and then deciding how I want to communicate. For sure. Because for you, it would be practicing what does anger feel like in your body? Like in that moment, what's the sensation of it? So that you're able very easily to be like, oh, okay, this is my cue to know that I'm about to like get angry and Mm. I'm about to fight with the words. Well, it's always really fear ultimately, but or that's what I've realized for myself, but right. Like to understand the bubbling up feeling. 
because yeah. then then you can talk to it. Yeah. Then you can breathe. Then you mm-hmm. can be like, oh, this is curious, right? You, right. Right. And then you're more detached now from the emotion. Mm-hmm. So the fear, the anger isn't going to drive the conversation. Yeah. Okay. Learned one new thing. There we go. <laughs> that's, that's the first real part of it is to, yeah. to know the cue, like to know the moment that you're going to move into your default pattern. Okay. It, because it's that moment that you, you have, you have a way to detach mm-hmm. and that it's not driving you simply by acknowledging it, by being like, yeah. oh, wow. oh, wow, there's the anger. There's the, and the fear. So, and this is where it gets a little even more in depth, but underneath the fear, there's really a core feeling, right? There's like two core feelings that each of us have. And if you think about interactions that you've had in the past that have been stressful or where you've gone to anger, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to identify like two core feelings that create the anger. And then once you know your core feelings, then you can talk to anything. Cause then you like, when you said this, I felt misunderstood. I felt invisible. I felt helpless. I felt Mm -hmm. guilty. I felt, you know, that's really interesting. Okay. And then you and then you get to talk from there. Well, that is a really good tip. I want to know more about what it would look like to work with you. So for people listening who may be like, you know, okay, yeah, I need to work on my communication or this is actually a real thing for me. Um, what kind of things do you do with your clients? Yeah. So we have we have a monthly membership. Okay. Uh, and that's really like weekly communication guidance. So each week um, there's an intention, a communication intention for the week. And then there's a meditation specific to what you're working on. Okay. And then you meet weekly to talk to the practice that you're doing and then any, you know, any communication challenges that are coming up. And then there's the actual training program that we have, which is a 15 week training program, which is really, it teaches you how to change the way that you're interacting. So how to go from reactive to responsive, mm-hmm. how to be able to work with the fear that we're talking about, move it to the side so that you can access yourself and then express yourself. Mm-hmm. And it really teaches you how, I mean, it teaches you how to become present in your interactions and it changes your relationship. I mean, it changes your relationship to yourself and then everyone around you and also the way that you connect with the world. So the 15 week training program is like the jam. The way to go. Yeah. I I mean, I think the week the weekly guidance and the membership is great if you wanna just show up and be like, these are the issues and mm-hmm. can get some practices or tools, that's awesome. But if you really wanna learn how like how to have the conversations that you wanna have, how to create more connection, how to fight less, you know, like how yeah. to really enjoy being with people, even people that you disagree with. Yeah. The training program teaches you how to do it. Well, that's a big one right now, learning how to be with people we disagree with. It seems uh, like our society could use a lot of that. Yeah. Actually, um, my next book. Oh, there we go. A little teaser. A little teaser. <laughs> um, I, as I mentioned, Cynthia has book, three books that I will link in the description of this podcast. If people are interested in signing up to work with you, where would they go do that? 
So they can go to canecommunicate.com. Okay. Or they can go to cynthiacane.com. Cynthiacane.com. I'll put again all of this in the description of this podcast. Where can people find you on social media to keep up with what's going on and maybe when this new book is coming out? So you can find me at cykane one on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm also on TikTok, but I don't remember my handle. But it's <laughs> Cynthia Kane. This is my thing. I'm not super social. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, so on Instagram, cykane one. That's okay. me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I will find it and put it in the description okay. as well. Appreciate Cynthia, it. thank you so much. These are great tips. I'm actually going to take a lot of these home with myself. I thought that I was a great communicator and you're always learning new things about yourself. So You are a great communicator. <laughs> you are phenomenal. Thank and you. you're getting curious about yeah. areas where maybe it just doesn't feel so good right now. I like that reframe. That was a very good one. Yes. And see, I was already talking bad to myself. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Things to work on. It's a constant evolution, but um, daily yeah. practice. Daily practice, absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. For yeah, thank you tips. so much for having me. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com.